Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike, Joe, Ibby, and Craig. The whole gang is here this week for episode 125, I believe. I never check before we record. I really should do that, but I've been right every other time. I think it's 125. Episode 125, we are recording on August 19th, so Thursday, at around 6 p.m., So if any news comes out past that, that is the reason why. So that's when we're recording. I doubt that we will get anything, but you never know. I probably just jinxed it. Joe, how are you doing today? To be honest, I'm a little exhausted. It's been a tough last two days at work, and I was off last week, so getting back into the rhythm of things is pretty tough, which I'm assuming that you're going to be in the same boat pretty soon because you go back to work soon. Yeah, I got a couple of weeks. Um, I, I, I need to go back, though. I'm going to be real honest with you, man. I need to just it, I need to go back sitting for the amount of time that I've been sitting with the personality and and. Attention that I have, it is not good. It is not good. And usually over the summers, I had a lot more to do. But unfortunately, obviously, like we'd be spending a lot of time playing. I mean, during the summers, you and I and a couple other people, we'd be up at our local game store between one to three times a week just kind of like hanging out and playing right so i'm i'm ready i'm antsy i'm ready to get going so hopefully i'm not going to be exhausted as you are but that being said i do have to wake up at 5 30 in the morning so yeah i probably will be but i got well, some time to be honest with you, that's what i did today is i woke up at 5 30 that's what i have my work hours so dude i can i can do mornings i really can i I'm active in the morning. I hit my lull in the afternoon. So, like, I'm really active up until noon. I'm really good at that. Like, I get all my stuff done at noon. Noon comes around. I kind of, like, hit somewhat of a wall. And then probably around, like, 6 o'clock, I, I perk back up again energy-wise. So, I'm, I'm good with mornings for the most part because I don't stay up super late. Aside from that, though, seems like we're all doing well today. In terms of news, we're, we're kind of going to be scattered this week. There's a little bit of everything from every stretch of the Pokemon world, both trading card game and not. We are going to talk a little bit about the Direct because it's always nice to talk about that when those things are announced and shown. So if you're someone that for some reason hasn't watched it yet, I would skip probably the first 5-10 minutes because... Even if you miss a little bit of the news, if you don't want spoilers, that's definitely something you should avoid. That being said, though, probably three days after, I'm imagining it's already been watched. That's what I'm going to guess. We are going to talk about the Players' Cup Invitational that happened. We are also going to talk about, again, a few bits of scattered news, I guess I should call it. And then we'll be good. It's going to be a chill episode today. Oh, very much so. It it, it is definitely going to be a, this is what we're doing in Pokemon. These are the things that are happening. It's definitely not a like top list like the last time or anything super, super analytical this week because we don't have anything to analyze. We still have a week until Evolving Skies actually releases. So if you open pre-release product, hopefully that has gone well for you. Oh, I and did that me- yesterday. You did? Two days, and- two days ago. Sorry, two days ago. And how'd that go for you? Um, it- in my opinion, through what I purchased about 28 packs, uh, I, I had a lot of hits. So I had a lot of Vs coming out, good promos. I didn't get my Flappy promos, which is 
quite all right, but the build and battle kits gave me a playset, and the things I opened up actually gave you a couple too. But I did open in my first pack my Lycan Rock V. That was probably definitely my highlight. That was the big moment. And too bad it wasn't an alternate art, so I'm still looking for that. But uh, I'll keep on looking. I'll keep on buying packs until I find it. Until you find the secret alternative art that they never revealed. Shh. It's hiding in there somewhere. But you had, yeah, you had, what, 12 hits? Something like that. I don't have the picture on me nor the stack on me. But yeah, it was like 10 to 12 hits. A lot of white codes. So like, let me see if I can pull up the picture here quickly. Uh, let's see here. I had eight V slash V maxes and then uh, another four rares. So yeah. So we'll say, I mean, I guess eight hits in the way that a lot of people send it, but in terms of white codes, it's a pretty decent percentage. Basically, I got as what you would expect maybe from a good booster box. Oh, yeah. I think you got over odds one way or another. I can't remember if the odds are typically one in six, one in seven, but pretty much you knocked that out of the park um, in terms of odds. Just a quick recap of the Vs I pulled, like in Rock V, obviously. Uh, Arctivish V, Glaceon V, and Gyarados V. Um, of my higher rarity, I got a full art Volcarona, uh, Espeon VMAX, Trevenant VMAX, and a hyper rare Dracozolt V. Yeah, the Volcarona was awesome looking. Oh, it's beautiful in person. Yeah, it's really cool. I, no rays, no no crazy evolutions. Yeah, no, nothing really big chase card wise, but my chase card I, I got, so... Yeah, you got the card that was necessary for you. So it was awesome to watch you open that. I I wasn't going to buy product, and then I wanted to buy product because I ended up trading in a bunch of cards. I didn't, but it was cool to watch you open stuff. What I did instead is I finally bought my pieces for the physical uh, deck list for Ice Rider Calrex, the deck that I've been kind of eyeing a lot lately. I built it on PTCGO, and I've been grinding away with that deck. Well, I played a Poker Games. So yeah, it was it's fun. I like it. Yeah, it's a very straightforward list. If you haven't tried out Ice Rider Calrex, it's not the cheapest thing to build just because the Calrexes in general aren't super approachable pack-wise on PTCGO. But in person, it's not horribly expensive either. It's, like, I've definitely spent more on decks. I would say, uh, I mean... Your hardest for... pieces you're going to look for are your VMAXs, but that's any VMAX you're going to run into for a deck, honestly. Well, your hardest cards to look for are the Inteleons from base set. No, okay, yeah, I've kind of forgot about that. But I, I had a couple, so I, I just didn't really count on it. Right, and I had a playset. So I ended up, I, I kept the playset of Drizzle and Italian from Sword and Shield base set. So I didn't have to worry about that. But when I talked to my LGS, said, hey, these are the cards I need. He's like, all right, I'm good on all that. But I don't have any Sword and Shield base Italians. And I'd forgotten that I'd had the, the playsets myself kind of stashed away. But I'd say... I don't know. If you were to buy the deck, it probably you'd probably be looking at around a hundred bucks. Yeah, setting five to hundred, depending on what you're sort of selling it you for. Would have to, or... You would have to already own the cards because Inteleons are about five or six bucks. The Rapid Strike ones are like three or four bucks. The Ice Rider V Maxes are around I don't know twelve to fifteen. The babies are like five. So you are you are going to get up there in the grand scheme of decks. But right now, stuff is definitely a little more inflated at price. It, I, I think give it, I, I want to consider it as a tier one deck. So I think for the price for a tier one deck, I think it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm not complaining. I, I think 
Last time I, I judged Ice Rider in terms of a tier list, I kind of said it was a low tier one, high, high tier two. I, I almost want to think of it in Pokemon Showdown for singles, there's a borderline tier. It's kind of that middle ground. I think it's definitely, you know, it might be tier one. It's, it's not as intimidating as quote unquote tier one decks are in the past, like your Reshazard, like when Mewtwo was at its peak, Picaram. It's not exactly like, the Zacian ADPs, it's not near those levels, which is why in my mind I don't view it as a tier one. But honestly, we've been, you've watched me play my games. I've watched you play your games. Probably tested well over 100 games at this point with that deck. And honestly, it does beat a lot of matchups relatively comfortably. Or at least pretty close. You Yes, you have to, Inteleons are always the weird part. If you haven't played on PTCGO, about 75% of decks play Inteleon. So the pacing of the game is definitely dictated upon who can get their Inteleons and Drizziles, more importantly, rolling the quickest. Uh, unfortunately, it, it has kind of gotten to that point. We all love Inteleon right now, so it's not a negative thing. It is something that, in my back of my mind, I'm a little concerned about. But I play it because I play water types, and it fits perfectly. Then again, it fits perfectly in every deck. So Honestly, with the Inteleon line, it's not like one of those horrible... Like, it's very good, but it's not one of those like horribly oppressive type of thing goods, right? Like, no, it... you ultimately have to make the choice to pull the card, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know what you're grabbing with it. You have to have the steps in your head. I think it just speeds up the game a little more. Yeah, I I think it, it's a good thing in terms of teaches I think a lot of people how to properly sequence. Yeah, I can't complain with that. I think it it speeds up the game. It helps you sequence a little more. With scoop up net, I think it's even more viable. But you know, those are targets on the bench that can be dealt with. I. But, but that, that was that was the one thing. I always, that's the reason I liked, for example, Guzma because it required you to do a little more sequencing. So I'm I'm kind of glad that this whole thing is pushing people to sequence a little bit better. And and I think in whole, it'll make a lot of people even better once these cards are no longer effective or rotate. Well, and it's way better than dealing with the Dene or Tapu Lele, right? It's not like you slap a card down and do your thing. It's one prize instead of two. It's one prize instead of two. It's an evolution line, so it takes up a lot of spaces in your deck because you really do need to play pretty much a 4-4-4 four, four, four line. Yeah. And you can you can mix and max those Inteleons. You don't necessarily need the Shady Dealings item ones. You don't necessarily need the damage pinging ones. But... The Drizzile, I, I've been saying this since Sword and Shield base, that Drizzile is the most important card. Because a lot of the times, you don't really even need that stage two. A lot of games that I've won, I get to Inteleon and I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm going to evolve it because it's there. But I've rarely needed Shady Dealings to turn the flow of a match. Nor have I ever really needed the Rapid Strike damage pings to really... It obviously puts on pressure, but it hasn't been game-changing. But that Drizzile, being able to... I mean, for example, I can have three intel, uh, three Sobbles. I can evolve the Drizzile, scoop up net, evolve the second one into Drizzile. If I have another scoop up net available, I can do it again. And that Drizzile is now turned into three different tutors. And yeah, you he, might... Because the most comparable card would be like... Uh... The Jirachi, right? The Stellar Wish Jirachi. Like, 
with Celeris Jirachi, I always got kind of annoyed when you constantly switched because I the one thing I didn't like about Jirachi is that you had cards in your deck that had to deal with switching that out, and that just felt like a waste of space for after a while. But the Drizzles, I I, I find a lot more supportive where you don't have to have as much of that kind of stuff around. Yeah, and I, I'm a Greens player at the end of the day. I loved Guardi Greens Exploration, so this is just kind of right up my alley. It's up everyone's, though, to be honest. So we won't kind of go on that tangent anymore. Bottom line, though, I've been playing a lot of Ice Rider. It's been going really well. It is the deck that I will take into post-rotation, no questions asked. I do have Togekiss VMAX still built. By the way, it got second place at a Chill Series event a couple days ago. You know. Out of, like, 350, 400 people. I think it played... I think it was more of, like, a Dark-type deck and had a couple other toolboxes, but Togekiss VMAX is still definitely a viable, really cool idea going forward, so I'm keeping that sleeve, but yeah, a lot of Ice Rider. I've been seeing a lot of Ice Rider in general on PGCGO, so maybe it just is that popular. Other than that, though, we also got some time to watch the Direct, and I lied if I said skipping 10 minutes. It's going to get you past the direct stuff because we went on a tangent about Inteleons. A good one. If you missed the direct, go watch it. Pause this show or skip forward. Go watch it. Joe, what were your thoughts on the direct as a whole? Because we got Mamoswine revealed for Unite. We got a mobile date released for Unite. We got Sylveon shown for Unite as well. We got information on Diamond and Pearl. We got information on Arceus and those regional forms coming out in that game. There's a lot of really cool stuff coming in terms of Pokemon over the next year. Yeah, you forgot the most important thing was Pokemon Mix Cafe. Yeah, I did not forget that on, <laughs> on accident. I don't know. That game, I'm pretty sure that game's still only on Switch, which is a waste I, of time. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not really sure because I never played it nor to really care to play it. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's good. Yes. Um, Direct was great. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't pay as much. I watched the replay later during lunchtime at work while I was doing my, doing my documentation work. So I didn't pay that quick attention to it, but the parts that I was interested in, I did kind of peek a little harder at the video. So I, from what I've seen, I'm really excited. The one downer for me personally, uh, well, I've been playing a lot of Unite. I've been still grinding away at that. So I'm really glad to see a mammoth wine like i never really um to i never think that that was going to be in the game but i'm glad it is i think it's pretty cool uh blissey currently in the game is a little from what i'm seeing so far is a little broken not broken but everybody's playing it pretty well um sylveon will be exciting to see but i'm a little disappointed i didn't get to see blastoise or normal mention of blastoise a i like that pokemon and b uh, it definitely reminds me of some of the things of Kuz and Bo from Smite, which is one of my favorite supporters slash tanks in the game for Smite. So I'm really hoping that comes out pretty soon. That and Blastoise is in the tutorial. Yeah. So he's in the game. <laughs> so I please give me Blastoise. <laughs> yeah, and Unite's been going really well for you. I haven't played in a, a little while, but yeah, it was good. RCS Legends was really cool to see the, again, like I said, the regional types, the new evolutions, kind of just what that game is going to be framed around. That's definitely kind of my target for the year in terms of a Pokemon title. I think the Basculation is going to be pretty sweet, though. Yeah, Basculation is awesome. And shout outs to Basculin, because that's a Pokemon that a lot of people have wanted to see evolve, get better, because it's always been that like basic, it's a fish. 
And we want it to be better than that because it has adaptability in the video game, which is a really strong ability. So if they give this thing a high attack stat, Basket Legion, if it keeps adaptability, it's going to be very strong. Uh, Stantler getting an evolution. Shoutouts to Weird Deer. The regional Braviary and Growlithe, the opinions are all over the place. Obviously, Growlithe is cool to get some love there. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. And, and Diamond and Pearl, you know, Gen 4 is not my vibe if I had to pick a game. I think it's just because of when I started playing and when I stopped playing, more importantly. But it looks really good. I like the art style, honestly. I think there's a lot of extra mini-game activities to do in that game. And if there's a reason for me to buy it, it's going to be because of those mini-game explorations, little mini-dungeons that they've added to the mining. There's a lot of little things and competitions in that generation that might give you more than what you'd normally get out of a vanilla Pokemon game. So I, I can't argue with that. I think all three subjects they've shown, and I guess Cafe Remix and all that, was presented really well. I think it was one of the better Pokemon Directs. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I plan on getting either Diamond or Pearl. I'm not sure quite what I'm going to do yet, but I plan on getting one of them. Uh, RCS definitely want to buy. Looking at some of the images now more closely, I can see that me and Professor that was at Leviton, they're going to get along very well because he looks super cool. Got this little, yeah, he's got this little winter hat on with his like little coat. It's like this little weird old guy. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, and there's some really awesome stuff there. So if you didn't check out the direct again, now you're safe to listen. Not that you've, I, again, I imagine everyone's actually seen it at this point. We're yep. gonna move on from there. In terms of latest Pokemon news, one of the big things that happened over the last week or so was the 25th anniversary Invitational, the Players Cup. The Players' Cup is something that we've really been up and down on as Pokemon fans in terms of you and me, Joe, just how we've felt about it. The Invitational happened August 13th to 15th. It was streamed on Twitch. It was a best-of-three bracket between eight participants, a very, very high skill level. I won't go through every name, but the decks that we saw, we saw some Ice Riders, Shadow Rider, Rapid Strike Urshifu were the main hard hitters. We had one Darkness Toolbox piloted by Robin Schultz, and we had a Victini VMAX with Galarian Moltres, piloted by Gustavo Wada. Azul was in the tournament, Zach Lashaz, Henry Brand, who is still the, the reigning world champion because 2019 was the last Worlds. Shemansky, Alex, to be specific, had Rapid Strike Urshifu. There's a lot of different players that showed up there, a lot of world champions, a lot of Players' Cup champions. And honestly... It was one of the better events that I've watched. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the play level was very, very high. I thought the commentators did a very good job. If you didn't get to catch it, Alex Shemansky did end up winning the event with Rapid Strike Urshifu. So he, he wins in a row for him. Good for yeah, him, man. I was going to say, it's two Masters wins, which he said are his first ever. So shout-outs to Shemansky. He is, I guess we'll call him a more local player from the state of Michigan. So shout outs to him for winning that event. That's actually pretty funny though, that, you know, he, he said before players cup four, he goes, my last win was in seniors and I haven't won in masters. And now I've won one and I'm going to try to win another. And he ended up beating a guy who he said has knocked him out of countless tournaments in Azul GG, who is also a Midwest player. 
it was really cool to see. And Rapid Strike beat Shadow Rider in the grand finals. It was awesome. He won with Fling from Passimian because the math was incorrect. I believe what happened is the last play of the game, second to last play, the damage that was dealt, I think both players thought was the end of the game, including the commentators, but it was off by 10. And then the next turn, he just beat him with Fling. So that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And then after that, Shemansky got to play the final boss, which I there's no way I'm going to say it right. Do you know how to say his name correctly? Yamamoto. I'm going to leave it at that. We'll call it, yeah, we'll say Yamamoto. I don't want to... Tsukuyoshi Yamamoto. There you go. I wouldn't have been able to say that correctly. I don't want to say it incorrectly. Um, he played Alex in the final, like, quote-unquote, boss battle, more of an exhibition. And that was really cool, because he's the first ever Pokemon World Champion from 2004, I believe. So he came out of retirement. It was a really cool match to see between two high-skilled players, uh, one of the older... I think, it's, I think the thing with the work for is like it's a really cool feat to kind of play against the first ever first ever champion. You know, it's like well, a, he's, a, he's like he's a building block to this this whole thing, right? Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like he is like one of the oh, we'll call him the Godfather, right? the Godfather, like the Mount Rushmore of pro players of that time. So it's really really cool to see that guy come out and play. So that was really awesome. I watched a lot of the event. You got to watch Grand Finals, but what did you think of it overall? Because I really thought it was well done. Um, I didn't like I, said, I didn't watch as much as you did. Uh, you mentioned a lot of things to me. What I was happy to see the it doesn't seem as diverse as you think it was, but I was glad I didn't have to see his Asian ADP. Um, right. They're all decks that I'm pretty interested into watching, so it was a great thing to see that. Um, yeah, a little bit, a couple of Ice Riders, a couple of Shadows, but um, it was nice to see the Toolbox being played and uh, the Victini VMAX, which we had some talks about too as well, how it's just, uh, unfortunately, it's just, I think, a worse version of uh, Ice Rider. Yeah. Um, it's what Ice Rider, uh, it's what I wanted to be, what Ice Rider is, so... Um, but that, yeah, it was fun to watch that, and it, I think it was... It, Looking at the news right now, next month there's going to be another uh, competition very similar. Yeah, there is, and I guess we'll talk about that now that we are here. Uh, next month, Pokemon is going to, I guess, be showcasing what I said. It's showcasing the best of the 2014 to 2019 World Championships. So I, they're going to be playing the best decks from those eras. You're going to get a chance to see them in a double elimination bracket. Each different event each round i should say is going to be a different world championship so they're going to use the same copies of the decks that made it to the top cut during that year so in round oh, one i see I, see probably some zorark some buzzwalls you see some garbador you'll see audino mega audino you will see mega audino i'm sure of it <laughs> you'll see galissapod you'll see some really cool decks that if you weren't playing you know three or four years ago there's some really cool stuff that you weren't able to be around for as there is for most players that just kind of got into the game i recommend yep. you you take a look at this yeah because whenever we make a lot of references we actually refer back to this, this era a lot um because that's the one we played and started playing at and that's when we really dove deep inside the card game oh yeah and there's some there's some really good really good high level decks that we're gonna see mm -hmm. 
And like, if you always want to wonder why we refer back to certain cards so often, this is a good opportunity to really do that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I give you an opportunity to see what we reference, give you an opportunity to learn from the past metas. That will be happening on September 18th and 19th, so around a month from the day this episode goes live. Yeah, I'm super excited because even 2014, I wasn't playing 2014, 15, or 16. So there's a lot that I'll be able to watch as well. And each round, I imagine it'll go in chronological order. I'm I'm very excited to see us move from 2014, which I don't even know. That definitely, I mean, we're going to see Night March and Mega oh, Ray. Oh, yeah. I imagine we'll see Night March. We'll see Mega Rayquaza. That's the earliest I remember watching I can't remember what year that was off top hand. Um, Ibby, who is muted right now behind the scenes, checked, looked it up. So Seismitoad, item lock oh. Seismitoad is what we'll oh, see. Oh, no. Yep, so that was when Archie's was around, Seismitoad, that EX era with Shaman. We'll see a lot of cool cards that have influenced a lot of cards that exist today. Do you think we'll see Deluge Blastoise, Archie's? I don't know, but that'd be pretty cool. I don't know when Deluge is on. Deluge has been reprinted so many times. Yeah, I, I mean, we very well may. There's going to be a lot of cool things, especially for players who love to reminisce about those metas, to see a lot of stuff for old players, new players to watch. So again, make sure you check it out. We'll remind you probably the same week that that happens anyway. So hopefully you get a chance to look at it. Anything else you want to add about the Players' Cup Invitational or the draft coming up next month of those world tournaments? I'm just super excited to watch it because watching some of these old metas is so much fun to watch. And sometimes I just kind of look back at the old uh, play styles. Yeah, they should have gone back even further if they could have. But I imagine the reason why is because they're going to have those players come back, those world champions come back. Uh, and, and it'll be really awesome to see. Imagine if they started doing legacy tournaments. They could have done the all pandemic and that would have gotten a ton of people. Well, the times I would play in person go to uh, tournaments like I'd I would see the Shemanskis there. Um, most of the tournaments I've gone to, usually they're there. And uh, Chris, uh, Alex's older brother, um, doesn't really play as much, but he'll he'll be a professor and help like organize a tournament or judge or whatever, or deck or check deck lists and things like that. But during their free time, they just pop down and play Legacy, and it was it was fun to watch because you're like, oh, what's that card do? What's that card do? And it's not like these. 200 HP or over 150, you're dealing with like cars that like 120, 110, 90, 70 HP type of stuff with like low hitting attacks. So you have to watch the game pretty much. And it was fun to see some of these, I don't want to say quote unquote meta cards, but uh, awesome old interactions that you normally wouldn't see. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully they give us a similar show in September. Moving on, now we get to our scattered news. If it wasn't scattered enough already, we have a few promos that were revealed. We have a few products that were revealed, and then we'll be out of your hair. First up on the list is an Oracorio promo. This is this was shown off in Korokoro Magazine. It is a 90 HP basic. It is a fusion art card, which a couple weeks ago we introduced that as it was revealed to us. For one colorless mix call, search your deck for a Pokemon and a supporter. Reveal them and put them into your hand. And then for one Psychic and two Colorless, it just does a flat 80. It's weak to dark, resistance of fighting, has a retreat of one. I mean, it's a fusion art card. I was expecting a fusion art ability, but Mixed Call, Pokemon and Supporter isn't terrible. No, the art's beautiful. 
it's a very pretty card. I don't think it'll be played, but it's it's not a terrible card. Yeah, I, I don't see it being played, but it, it exists, and it's definitely one of those cards that, like, it's not, I guess, put it nicely, it's not completely useless. No, you need to know it exists, as we say a lot of times. You just need to know that the card is out there, because a Pokemon and a supporter, two tutors, that turn two isn't terrible. Turn one, it's not bad. It, it depends on how the flow of fusion will happen, and depending on the support, if there's not as much support to ramp up, and fill up your bench or whatever you'll you'll probably see it if not then you won't (laughs) you won't pretty much you Uh, won't (laughs) moving on to another equally honestly less playable promo gamestop is going to have a duraludon promo it's going to be paired with any purchase of 15 dollars worth of tcg merchandise this is starting on the 27th so a week from the day this episode goes live also on the release date of evolving skies it's basic 130. It hits for 70 for three energy, 150 for four. It's pretty bad, but shout out to Duraludon. <laughs> That's about it, right? Yeah. Is, was that do 40 to itself? Yeah, it does 40 to itself. Don't do that, Duraludon. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, I think it's because of Steel Beam, right? Steel Beam was that new attack in Gen, Gen 8 that hurt yourself. Oh. Takes away 50% of your HP. <laughs> stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on into, once again, maybe equally as irrelevant, we have some collections coming out that feature tag team Pokemon. On November 21st, which is quite some time from now, we're going to be getting two different products. One of them is going to be featuring the gold never released in NA or English version of Reshiram Charizard tag team. This comes with, I believe, five packs, and you'll get a jumbo of the tag team, a mini of the tag team. They're thinking that this will be around 50 bucks, according to what Pokebeach thinks. Oh, it comes with 10 booster packs, actually. I read that incorrectly. So there's five on there, but it comes with 10. So 50 bucks for 10 packs and a promo. That's not bad. I mean, although tag teams have been rotated, if you're a collector... That's still 10 packs that are of standard rotation packs. So it's not, it's really not that bad, actually, now that I look at it. Yeah, you can get the jumbo card, cut into four pieces, and make your own little. Uh, make your own union. <laughs> yeah, make your own little tag team GX union. It'd be a good time. Or you could just use it as a, as a play mat. Just tape a bunch of jumbo cards together, make it your awesome play mat, <laughs> your budget play mat. Uh, there's one for Pikachu and Zekrom as well. So you have one for both of those Titans that we had in the format. They were definitely playable and ran the format at their own different times in standard. Ten packs. I I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I think this is actually a really cool product. I'm confused why we're getting it now. But that being said, if it is 50, if it's 50, and you're getting 10 packs of standard Sword and Shield Evolving Skies, Chilling Rain, Battle Style stuff. It's definitely worth it, right? I, yeah. Like, it's a pack plus a promo. I don't know why I find this funny, but I'm looking at this article and it says it will cost 120 Australian dollars. That's tough. (laughs) Like, I, do they have a different currency than we do? Or I assume, yeah. The inflation's totally different going from English. I don't remember what the number is, but I do know 
I have a buddy that lives in Australia. Like games that are sixty here are like seventy to eighty there. It's it's I don't think it's that exaggerative where it could go from fifty to one twenty, but it definitely is more. I wonder what the actual currency is called in Australia. I don't remember. And honestly, I I don't know. So if you know and we don't, we are the uninformed but, ones. Question of the week. What's the Australian dollar called? Ibby tells us it is just the Australian dollar. That's, oh, okay. You could have guessed that. We'll move on. <laughs> the other premium collection we're getting is called the quote-unquote mythical squishy premium collection. Yay! Um, yeah, so this product will come with three squishies of Mew, Celebi, and Victini. You will also get their promo Vs with them. So these are basically just like squishy, I guess the, they're not stuffed animals, but they're, they're just squishy rubber models of these Pokemon. Mythical Going stress to toys. Yes, stress toys. That's what we'll call them. Uh, it comes with eight booster packs. It's expected to be around 40 to 50 bucks. If the premium collections are 50, I imagine this is 40. Again, really good value just for the packs alone. So in my mind, although these are not products for me, the fact that you're getting standard rotation packs for a decent price, plus whatever extra stuff you want in it, it's worth it to me. Especially if you like those Pokemon too, the squishies, in my opinion, almost make it worth it. There you go. Joe's pre-ordering the Mythical Squishy Premium Collection. Because honestly, whenever you buy like a, a plushie or something like that from Pokemon, they're like, what, 20, 30 bucks? I'm sure these are not very high quality. <laughs> as long as they don't break after the five pumps of like me squeezing it, being stressed out every time I play, not pick around, but like uh, Reshazard or something or ADP. That that would be when you'd blow the heads off of all those things. <laughs> that or if I play install or mill and be like just squeezing the head off of Mew. Yeah, there you go. That's what they're gonna be for. So shout outs to Pokemon. It's a, again though, all, in all honesty, these are pretty okay products. Finally, our last piece of news. There has been an Arceus V promo that will be releasing with the Legends Arceus game. This is in Japan. This is not confirmed for an actual U.S. release or NA, Europe, anywhere else. There will also be promos of Leafeon V and Glaceon V, depending on which version you order. Arceus V is a 220 HP colorless Pokemon for two colorless, has the attack Trinity Charge. Search your deck for up to three basic energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon V in any way you like. Second attack, three colorless, 130 flat. Weak to fighting, retreat a two. If you told me it hit 150, we could have a conversation. But right now, it is a gorgeous alternative, like, I guess we'll call it an alternative art Arceus promo card. It's definitely collectible. It's definitely a really nice looking card. It's not very good, though. Imagine, like, the card art. Imagine if Arceus was, like, the Lion King and Simba. And just, like, raising up next to the mountain with all these, like, animals and Pokemon next to it. Just kind of gazing at its glory. It's kind of the best way I can describe it. You got a bunch it's of Bidoofs, a... that butterfly Pokemon thing that I can't remember the name of. Beautiful it's not fly. butterfly. Beautifly. Yes, beautiful fly. And that other bird Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's the Starly evolution. Starly. There's horns. There's Bidoofs. Wait, there's it, a Rhyhorn? There oh, Rhyhorn. there they are. Yep, okay. They hide in there. So it's it's a really good card. If they actually have this paired with the english release 
it will be like the second or third game I ever order in physical. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it'd be really cool. And that's it. That's the news. We actually had a pretty decent kind of streamlined session. We definitely jumped from topic to topic to topic, but I think we did a good job giving the information to you as you see fit. Joe, is there anything you would like to say before we head out of here? Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Yep. Have a great weekend. Enjoy time with family and friends and Pokemon and everything else. Thank you for supporting the show as you do every week or whenever you get a chance to. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you next time.